I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's been a crazy weekend, I feel. So, you know, we're just starting our first episode and first podcast, but what a weekend to start. Oh my God. I woke up this morning really thinking about postponing this podcast because I woke up feeling so heavy and so angry and helpless. And I just felt like I was not in the right mindset to be speaking on a podcast about positivity and how to have a positive mindset to change your reality. But then I saw that Instagram post by Aaron Rose, which I share with you. He posted a message about how we can change external circumstances without examining and upgrading our internal state. That was so powerful to me because that is exactly why we wanted to start this podcast, right? So I thought, actually, mm-hmm. what better time to start this podcast than now? Because mindset is everything. Whether you are out protesting or making donations at home, it's important to have the right mindset to stay positive even in the midst of so much chaos. Because, you know, energy attracts energy. So if you want to break out of this evil that feels like it's consuming the world, then you have to be above that evil. You have to be the light because only light can attract more light. If you keep spreading hate, then all you will get back return is even more hate. Oh my God, sorry. I just went on a tangent and completely hijacked this podcast. I just feel like I had to get things off my chest. No, and I think that's a good thing. And that's exactly what this platform is for, for allowing people to have that space and to talk about what what is happening and what what is on their mind, because I think you're exactly right. It's it's so hot topic and we we all need to be using our media and our voice to be able to make that difference. And this morning, um, I've been really trying to educate myself, really listen and really learn more and hear more of the stories that are out there because this isn't the first story. Um, this is against the black community, um, and it is it is so painful to hear what else I've been missing. And so I've been listening to one of the podcasts. It's called The Small Town Girl, and it's hosted by Jen. And she interviews Julian Newman and Crystal Wright, and they really talk about the uh, the racial issue and how to be more and how to be anti racist, and really what you can do to take those steps and where to begin. And there's a really a lot of good Instagram feeds and different people that are talking on different podcasts. Mocha Mom is another podcast that I've been listening to today to really learn more and to listen about what I don't know and to be able to be challenged with the mindset that I have and to know what I can do better. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about what you learned. Uh, yeah, um, I think that what was, it's funny because it's something that I didn't realize I, I just 
didn't have on top of my mind or just chose not to think about because it is an ugly it's an ugly thought and it's an ugly conversation to have and in the small town girl podcast julian newman says that of course it's ugly and it's painful and you have to sit in that ugliness and that painful situation to know what the right to know the right solution and to be able to help and have that true true empathy um because it is about these challenges um being able to have those conversations without the tragic posts and videos because all those were things were happening but the media wasn't showing them because or either i was choosing not to like be a part of those conversations or not but um now that it has so many different faces uh, you, it's, you, it's something that we just can't look away and we have to continue that momentum. So even if the next day there's another hot topic, we have to continue talking about it um, and, still, and still be in that mindset to promote those changes. Um, so being a little bit more proactive on um, NAACP, the website, um, and Black Lives Matter, Color of Change, and just being able to donate more and join in those events where you can act more peacefully and put your actions in into things that can really help. Yes, definitely. We will include some links in our show notes to where you can donate. And if you can't afford to donate right now, because I know a lot of people are out of a job right now, you can still take action. You can sign petitions or make calls or email your local government. Absolutely. There's the Instagram feed uh, by Good Good Good, the newspaper focused on good news. And they recently had a post that was also focusing on resources on how to be anti-racist. And I thought that that was a really good place to start. Oh, I need to follow that. I can use some more good news. <laughs> and there's another a creator, uh, Oh Happy Danny. She's a, Yes, I follow her. Yeah, she's uh, amazing. Gonna plug her. She has great insights and great resources. Yes, I love her artwork. I find her artwork so powerful. I actually shared one of her posts last Saturday. Oh, yay! It was the one with all the arms in different shades from white yes. to black with worthy yeah. on it. It just spoke so much to me when I saw that. It's super powerful. And I think she just does such a great job of making everything witty and succinct and very thought provoking at the same time. Mm -hmm. So kudos to her. <laughs> yes. Um, sh should we introduce ourselves or our podcast first? <laughs> it's not just oh, yeah. Maybe we can edit this. <laughs> So that we can pretend we started with introductions. Um, <laughs> yeah, our thoughts. Yeah, well, moment. I think it's it's relevant, right? I mean, this is like we said. We talked about how we wanted this podcast to be very honest, and it's you know being honest about the journeys that we have been through and the journeys we are on, and this is part of the journey. Um, you know, this whole race issue, obviously, you know, we are both minorities, but we're coming from a very different minority point of view, being both Asian Americans. We are definitely a lot more privileged than other minority groups, um, but we'll go into that. But let's just introduce ourselves first. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Yen. Hi, everybody. My name is Yvonne. <laughs> um, and we wanted to start this new podcast called Lost and Refound. Yvonne, do you, you have the best explanation about why, why we came up with this title. Do you want to tell everyone <laughs> <laughs> what our podcast yeah, will be about? Sure. Uh, our mission really is to help awaken everyone that's listening and just everyone in the world and help validate your experiences that you have by sharing our own relatable stories so that we can help you and on your journey and help us on our journey as well. Um, we don't know everything and we know that you guys are also seeking to help learn more. So we want to have this 
opportunity to create the community and bring you on the journey. We've been all feeling a little lost, whether it's today, last year, last month, and we really want to help you refine yourself and rediscover that superpower that we all have inside and discover our super voices as well and bring some action and life to them. Yes, um, during this quarantine, Ivana had been talking a lot about all the challenges we ourselves and many women have gone through. Just speaking for myself, I definitely felt very lost most of my life. For the past few years, I've been working a lot on myself, resetting my mindset and figuring out what is my story. Not the story I was told I should have, but what is truly my own story and my journey in this life. This has been the most challenging work I have ever gotten done in my life because I truly forced myself to look in the mirror and examine myself. Um, as someone who has felt anxiety and depression most of my life and having been mentally and physically abused when I was younger, I was always very angry and I would deflect that on everyone around me. So even though I've been doing this work for a while now, I have really amplified my efforts during this quarantine. And I have seen such an amazing change in myself. I don't know about you, Yvonne, but I'm still at the beginning of my journey. I'm hoping by sharing our journeys as we are living through them will help inspire like-minded women and men to join us and share their stories and share this conversation. Um, absolutely. And and I already can tell you that it's already when you're so open open with me, it always helps me be a little bit more open as well because I feel like I hide all the, the pain and just the emotions that I feel just way deep down. I never realized how truly broken I was until I really had to sit with that and really emphasize the what what actually makes me feel the way I do because I think it's very easy for me to just put it onto something that's happening in the present or in actuality it's been something that has been happening for quite some time and being able to address that with a safe space and a safe haven and that's really what we want to provide that opportunity for a community that doesn't judge uh, havens that will constantly let you speak your truth and allow that truth to be spoken. Mm -hmm. And we want all the listeners to know we truly want this to be a community. Like we said, we are not professionals. We are just real women going through this journey. And we want to invite anybody who may be interested to come along this journey with us and to participate. If you have feedback or want to comment on something we said, go to our Instagram or email. We welcome that. Absolutely. There are topics we would love to have your input before we even record the episode. We might let you know what the topic might be ahead of time and ask you for your thoughts. We will obviously not say your name if you wish to remain anonymous. What we want is to be challenged, right? Or at least what I want is to be challenged. Yes. Because I realize now that I've grown up in a bubble. Majority of my friends are Asians. I do have non-Asian friends, but the majority of my close-knit group are all Asians. So even though I try my best to read and try to listen to others, my view is still very one-sided. So anybody who isn't shy about giving us their opinions, I would love to discuss them. I would love to um, for you to come and change my mind. And I'm wide open. I am a wide open for my mind to be changed because there's so much I don't know about other cultures and beliefs. And ultimately, our goal is to be happier people and for this world to be a happier place. In order to do that, we have to be able to be positive and to spread love and understanding instead of fear and rejection. Absolutely. And I just went on a tangent again. So anyway, <laughs> let's get back to this race issue. <clears throat> like I said, I grew up Asian American. I think, at least speaking for myself, I've been very privileged to grow up middle class Asian American in the Bay Area where 
Asians are not quite a minority. So yes, I have encountered racism. It has definitely affected my outlook, but I never grew up fearing my life. You know, I have never feared the police. If anything, I always thought that's who I would call if I needed help. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what it's like to be constantly in fear from your life. And that's why when I first heard people rioting, I thought, that's terrible. You should never go to that extreme. And then my husband asked me, have you thought about if you always saw people like you getting, or people that look like you getting killed? And there seems to be no consequences for these senseless killings. And that each time our kids went outside, they might not come back. And no matter how many times you protested or called local government, you don't see any change. That no one seems to care or listen, what would you do? And yeah, if someone hurt my kids, that mama bear inside of me is ruthless. <laughs> In my rage, I will burn it all down. So even though I don't condone violence and destroying things, I can completely understand these actions because they are actions of fear, anger, and frustration. And if you don't respond to peaceful protests, then this is unfortunately the natural progression. You know, so... Anyway, what I would actually love to hear from you, Yvonne, is I know you grew up in a small town in Arizona where I'm assuming there probably weren't a lot of Asians back then. So I would love to hear mm -hmm. about your own experiences growing up and your own experiences with any kind of racism. Yeah, I, I you know, it, it's funny because I feel that probably in the moment and in the time when I was growing up, I probably didn't even think about it as being racially insensitive I just knew that I was different and um, I can think of certain things and certain emotions that came across when I was really young where someone threw eggs at me but I didn't really know why um, and I can't I can't really remember what they said or what someone would say oh you have really tiny eyes and it's not and I'm because I'm sure that they probably also didn't know what they were saying as well it was just an emotion it was just how they felt and so I can't even, I don't even know if I have the right to blame them or if I have the right to be angry if they don't, if they themselves don't know how, like their intention um, in that moment, they were just saying how they felt. And I think that that is part of the conversation that should be starting. You know, what are we teaching our children and how are we teaching our friends and our families to respond and to really right those wrongs like in that in that moment so that we can correct that change and how to be an ally in the moment where we're hearing certain words that are being said or just certain topics that are being discussed um, without thinking about the sensitivity of the topic and instead of just ignoring it actually addressing the point in the moment and I think that that's something that I, I do want to change because when I think about my memories of the past it's not something that I can change now I, I can only change what I can do now in in, in the future sense um, and that's where uh, we we definitely should um, definitely be putting like a lot of our energy into making those positive changes and to change everything for the better doing policy changes and speaking to the people that can change everything from a higher level as well um, so that we can catch all rounds of positive impact. I love how you just turned my questions about your own racism experience into something positive. <laughs> what did I? <laughs> yes, you said you didn't want to dwell on the past because you can't change the past. Instead, you want to think about how to educate people now. I thought that was so important. Remember when I told you I recently did that, uh, that forgiveness exercise? when I had to write down every event that has happened in my life that may have affected my mindset? Yeah. 
So one of the events I wrote down was about a time when I went to a house party. I'm pretty sure this was this was senior year in high school because I wasn't allowed to go out at night until senior year. So I was at this party. I was the only Asian person there. This was Marin back when I was in high school. There were still very few Asians in that area. So anyway, at this party, this guy was just glaring at me. So when I finally looked at him in the eye, he was like, "You need to get out. Your kind is not welcome here." I was so shocked, and I don't remember exactly what happened. My friends stayed at the party, so I don't think I even told them. I think I just went outside and waited outside because I didn't know what to do. I'm naturally a very cautious person, I'm, and I'm super sensitive. So this encounter was burned into my mind.、Mm. Even though nobody threatened my life, it has made me fearful of going anywhere where there isn't a bigger Asian population. This is the reason why I don't travel within the United States for vacation.、Mm. I want to. I heard how beautiful all the states are, and I wanted to visit, but I didn't want to get harassed for being Asian. I remember back in 2019, I was thinking about this, and I was like, "In 2020, I'm going to take the kids, and we're going to explore this country." I mean, I live here, I love this country. I know my fear is illogical because I truly believe most people are good and kind and open.、Mm-hmm. And then 2020 hits, and shit hits the fan, and we can't travel anymore. So this is a mood point. But my、mm-hmm. point is obviously that ha- that this incident has such a huge impact on my beliefs. So that was one of the things I wrote down. I wanted to forgive, and I did, and I feel so much more free now.、Mm-hmm. So you are completely right. We have to forgive what happened in our past. We can't change it. What we can do is to acknowledge that this happened to us, but also acknowledge that it had an impact on your life. But now that、yeah. you have learned, you can thank the experience and let it go. Because if you keep letting this restrict your own life, then that person who has been a racist or was just being mean or just pure ignorant, you have allowed that person to have power over you for so much of your life. Right. Like, stop drinking that poison. Like, stop taking that poison. Because it's like it's. I mean, of course, like it took me a long time to get to this point.、Um, of course, so you're just hearing, you're hearing like, the end of like that particular journey. Um, but it was because I think it's very important. I think it's very important to like re- recognize that yes, like we like that that was I definitely had racial experiences, and like I myself have probably said something that was a little bit racially insensitive. I'm sure we all have. We've like, grown up in different times, right? Well, like, and I think that that was what was really important. I think for、um, the author Ibram to say is that he recognized in a very public public meeting that everything that he said. Was completely wrong. He said, "Like I can't believe I won an award for what I said, and that should that sh- it, sh- it was absolutely wrong." And I thought that that was really interesting to be able to look at yourself and like look within yourself and understand like that particular awareness and say like, you know, I don't know the whole situation, and I mean, like I, you know, you said what you thought was best at that time, so you have to forgive yourself for what you didn't know, but then you have to forgive other people for what they didn't know, but then do that action so you can change. Everything that happens in the future, and you wouldn't have known that if you didn't bring awareness. Like the fact that we are able to talk about it and look ourselves and look that mirror past in the face and say, "Hey, like that—that's not okay," and like to change it, not just delete it. Like because deleting it from your mind, pretending it didn't happen, is almost just as worse. That- yeah. Because then you're like, it's not the same as deleting the experience.、Mm-hmm. 
Forgiveness is acknowledging that that this happened to me. It's helped me grow. I'm thankful for what it has taught me. Now I'm letting it go. And I'm also acknowledging I will no longer be held a prisoner by the words of someone who was ignorant. And, you know, this was back in high school. We were all young and dumb back then. Right. So who knows? Yeah. This man, he might be now the nicest person on the planet. He might be leading these protests for justice. But I have been drinking this poison, like you said, for so many years. Yeah. So I had to let that go. And if we can let these experiences go, then we can be more open to hearing other people's stories and opinions. Mm-hmm. Because it got to the point where when this whole quarantine thing happened, when there was so much hate and, uh, against Asians and violence against right. Asians, this was the first time when I was like, I'm a little scared to go outside, even though I live in a super safe and diverse area. That was the first time when my husband said, when I will go walk the dog by myself, he will hold his breath until I got home, mm-hmm. even though I was just walking around a little island where everyone is super nice. He, you know, mm-hmm. he has said in the very beginning of the quarantine, oh my God, is this how black people, Mexican people, or Muslim people feel when they go outside? And now we have to check our privilege. I never thought yeah. of being Asian American as a privilege until this quarantine hit. So it became a teachable moment for myself. And in the beginning, when I would go to the grocery stores, I would avoid people's eyes because I didn't want to get nasty looks or invite any comments. But now I realized that was ignorant on my part too because I'm assuming all white people are racist. And they yeah. are not. 99% of white people I encounter are so nice and they're so open, you know? So again, it's these beliefs we have to change within ourselves. Until we change these beliefs ourselves, we can't change the world. It all mm-hmm. starts within us. And yeah, and and absolutely like and looking like to multiple multiple resources. Like I, I remember reading one one quote and one post on Instagram saying like don't just like uh worst people th- those of you who are saying like oh yeah like I go to my friend all the time for like how to be like not a racist like go to other people like go to multiple people or like don't just like you know just choose one person to follow and because you need to hear from everybody. Uh, and I thought that that was a really good point too. Because I think it's so easy for people to, uh, like, a lot of times, like, to, to, like, check that off a box. Be like, oh, I read that book. Like, I get it. Like, I quote Martin Luther King. Like, I get it. it that's not that's not the same as living that every single day and embracing that and, and really changing those actions. And I'm so really, yeah, like, so, yeah, we're really woke, like, at this point. Um, but are we going to be woke in two weeks when, you know, other good things, like, when other good things happen in your life, like, don't yeah don't you don't want to dwell on the bad but like don't forget like that happened and don't forget like that was a that was just part of your story to help you get to that journey because that was that's a huge that's a huge part and not all of it's um fixed like just maybe like your solution was solved but the solution isn't solved for someone else yes definitely we must continue this movement we all know when shit hits the fan that's all we talk about. And then something else happens next week and we move into the next thing. But we have to keep this view going. Never forget like Memorial Day 2020. Like what a week. What a week that like changed our opinions, changed our minds of what the world and the situation that we live in and really shake up that mindset. Because, and it, it, I'm sure the universe like has a great plan because that timing, this timing, the now, like right before summer, right before like summer, typically a time where people are like, oh, like, let's take a break. Like, let's have fun seasonally, like historically as a society, as communities, like as everything that we've ever done in our lives is about graduation, graduating to the next job, graduating to like the next role, the season for change, flowers blooming. 
transformations and what a transformation like mentally that people are having like just what a mental state so um there's got to be a greater plan and this is i think this is definitely part of it yeah Um, yeah so much shit has happened in 2020 (laughs) to me this has to be the year of change this can't just be another year that goes by this year has had so much impact on everything it's forced us to take a deeper look at our society at the healthcare system our infrastructure how we are treating each other but i truly believe like 2020 will be the catalyst for some major changes yeah and i mean it really takes you back to what that famous quote was what is it that you know, when you look back, your vision is always 2020. Hindsight is always 2020. And now you're like 2020. And I remember looking at a podcast, um, not a podcast, maybe it was a podcast, but there was a post on Instagram where someone said, uh, like 2019, like it sucked. I'm so glad it's over. And then now you're in 2020. You're like, wait, 2019 wasn't so bad. <laughs> actually 2019 was one of the worst years for me so when 2020 started i made myself a promise that 2020 is going to be the best year and then all of this shit happens but i honestly think because i promised myself it will be the best year even if i'm struggling i refuse for 2020 to take me down like i refuse that's why i'm doubling down on meditation on manifestation and all of that yeah i'm doubling down on everything (laughs) if you can survive 2020 and still come out ahead then you can survive anything. That's what I believe. Yeah. Change doesn't happen without hardship. Like hardship, it, it has to happen in order for you to like, like lose those five pounds, lo- like lose that mindset. Actually, like it because like change people's minds. Like it has, it's not, it's never easy. And the people that stick with it, it's worth it. Like it's worth it to like stick it through. Like it's dangerous for a butterfly to go from caterpillar to get its wing. Like many of them die in that process. Same thing with like every time a creature has to molt, like it's a very vulnerable stage. And they have to, and the fact that they do it completely blind, like, I feel like as humans, we've never had to do that. We haven't had in our life to like shed our skin. And it's a lot of things like we are soft, gentle creatures. So to be able to like get this super hard shell and insight, like, and put that armor on and fight for what we believe is just, that's, um, it's different and it's new and it's and it's definitely thought-provoking. Yes. So that's like, yeah, like in my mind, I, I never really thought about that until when uh when i when i had a tarantula that i would see like it's so it's very dangerous like in that stage when they're trying to molt wait you had a tarantula yeah i did so his name um her name was xavier why'd you get a tarantula oh well like because oh so because I, when I was, I was a little lonely and i i um i bought her when i was most people get a puppy yeah because like you were because i was in an apartment because i was in an apartment it was college like and i mean like i know myself well enough that I like it's it was hard I, I have a hard time taking care of myself and I and definitely like when I had Xavier she like you know she came to me in a point where like I wasn't ready to take care of anybody else other than just her um so it was different like it was a different time whatever but like, like for her like I did a lot of research for an arachnid to make sure that I could incite like change like in her and so she had to molt she actually lost to one of her legs she was a seven leg tarantula for her like most of her life wow. yeah um because she lost it during a bad molt and because during a molt like if you don't get all your like they have so many legs they're like 
or bendy so one of her molts like came out really bad so she had seven legs but she could eat fine with it whatever she could run uh she grew it back she grew it back eventually because she was able like because we took care of her and like gave her the right environment like to change and to like help her through it but she had to do that on her own no one gave her an extra like I didn't give her an extra leg right and she probably didn't even know she was missing one like <laughs> for all her life but I always think about that because I'm like oh my god like she could have died like she could die because they do it when they're on their back and they don't eat yeah for, I've seen the videos of the mulching it freaked me out yeah and they like so you think they're dead and like many of them many people actually throw them away like but they're like oh my god my transfer is dead but they're actually alive you just gotta wait and then they come through like the center like as a whole new being same thing with like caterpillars like if you like they're so vulnerable like in that in that stage that their environment is needs to be it has to be like somewhat safe it has to be somewhat safe and they trusted that environment so that they could change in that moment to have that time to really pause and then one day like they just come out of their shell and so I try to think about like these times and these moments like that hardship like yes this environment it's fertile but it's a good environment to change because there's a lot of support at the same time and you can find a safe space you can find a safe haven so um and when you do like you're gonna come out that much stronger i love that story i love how you tie that metaphor to the story i wanted to pay in college so i got a hamster but anyway what are some other things that have inspired you um for this movement right now Mm -hmm. I always try to think that, you know, so many years ago when Martin Luther King Jr. was on that stand, like he was, he was dealing with all this and more. We were still dealing with those same types of issues. It's either here or it's, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a new decade, but it seems like we're still talking about those same issues. Um, and he, and he had a quote that I really, really love, but I didn't remember until this, until this morning, but true peace is not nearly, um, not merely the absence of tension. It is the presence of justice and really sitting with what does true justice mean? Um, and true justice is blinds and what, what does being truly blind justice mean? Um, being able to like sit with that and see like, how can I, how can I really promote that thought? How can I promote that? Yeah, there have been so many great po- quotes and posts I've seen. I wish I had thought to write some of them down for this episode because I was really inspired by so many people out there. <laughs> it, and it's not, it's, uh, of course, it's, I'm probably sure like there's many quotes that I'm not thinking about from, from him and many wonderful, wonderful speakers. One of the things about uh, that really struck me was um, Oh Happy Danny. One of her images was about how to properly be an ally. And there's the three topics and the three steps, listen, amplify, and speak. Whenever you, you hear a story, listen, understand, and truly empathize with that story, especially if it isn't something that like I, I personally felt like in my life to really understand why like why that, that is happening and, and truly understand and, and hear all the stories that have been almost pushed away like in the past or just have been not at the forefront or fore center um, in the past couple of weeks or the past few days. And then also amplify their messages by sharing them through Instagram or your own social media. And that's something I definitely got to have to be better at because I'm not used to using my own profiles or my own blogs or my own, my own creative to just amplify these messages. But now I realize that that's not, that's not the case. Like you, I have a voice. And I should be using that. You know what's kind of funny? I used to share a ton of social justice stuff on Facebook, especially around the time Trump was elected. I also used to be part of a bunch of groups, and I would, uh, <laughs> let's call it a debate, because honestly, it always turned nasty in those comment sections. 
so I've really backed off sharing as much on Facebook. I still do, just not as much, because over time I've come to the conclusion you can't change people's mind on social media, at least not on Facebook. And I believe the reason for this is because all the news, all the news you see on Facebook feed is personalized to your belief. I am a huge proponent of personalization when it comes to shopping because it saves me time, but I'm 100% opposed to personalized news. I think because mm-hmm. so many of, of us now intake information on Facebook, and when, when all you see is article after article agreeing with your beliefs, mm. and when you share your opinions with your group of uh, Facebook friends who most likely either agree with you or don't speak up because they don't want to get an argument with you, then you start to believe your beliefs are right. Because that's all you see. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Before, when we used to watch or read the news, you take in the, the information and come to your own conclusions. Then you talk to people. We have lost the art of talking to people, talking and listening to real people about their real lives. Instead, we listen for a little bit, then we assume we understand the rest because, hey, we read about it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then when you offer a different opinion, people immediately get defensive. And I was guilty of that too. That's why I had to stop that behavior, take a look at if I'm actually adding value or just contributing to more arguing and nastiness in the comment section. So now I don't really comment anymore and I try to get my news from different sources so I know I am reading facts instead of biased opinions. That's why I I don't know about if I should be sharing more on Facebook or sharing more in social media. I still do, especially on Instagram. I feel like that's a more positive environment. But on Facebook, I'm still, I'm not too sure yet. And I would love to hear other people's opinions on what they think is the best platform right now. Yeah, absolutely. But I will say you shared a post by Oh Happy Danny with me on areas to diversify in daily life. That made me take a step back and realize while I teach my kids about diversity and equality, I am not demonstrating that in my everyday life. My group of close friends are mostly Asian. Of course, I'm not out there actively only looking for Asian people to be my friends, but I think it's more we have similar cultures. So there's a certain level of uh, comfortability. Is that a word? Mm -hmm. Comfortability. So while I do have friends from different races, the ones I interact with the most are Asian. And when I look at the toys I buy for my kids, they're all white dolls. Even a doll my dad bought for them from Shanghai is a white doll. Then there's beauty, right? We're both from the beauty industry, or at least you still are, and I'm not anymore. But it's very exciting to see how the beauty industry has been taking a stance on diversity. Some, some foundations now have like 100 shades, which makes it super confusing for me to, to find out what shade I am. But I'd rather have that problem than not having enough shades for everyone, right? I know you agree with me on that one. There are definitely more options now than we, than we had when we were growing up, for sure. But still, when I look at beauty, I realize what I have thought as true beauty has always been white beauty. Bigger eyes, and not just bigger eyes, but blue eyes. I've always wanted blue eyes. I always thought my brown eyes were basic and not special. I didn't have black hair for 20 years. I dyed my hair blonde when I was 18 years old and didn't go back to black until end of 2019. Why? Because I thought black hair was, again, basic, not special. I don't anymore. Now, now I love my black hair, but that's what I always thought. And if you, and if you look at beauty standard um, in Asia, the whiter your skin is, um, the more beautiful you are considered. So people are literally putting bleach on their faces to look whiter. So I know I personally have so much work to do to correct my beliefs and my behavior. 
all of these little things make a difference to my kids because they're observing me and learning from me. So I have a lot of responsibility to do better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then like the, and the last point is the businesses that we support. Also making sure that the business that we support also agree with that mindset and also promote change as well because dollars, dollars do promote change. <laughs> and that's, it's who we vote for. It's who, who we support. Um, everything individually, as well as the people that we vote for and the businesses that do support and promote diversity as well. So I think that's really important to like constantly bring up. And that was something I didn't think about. I didn't really realize when I was looking at clothes or shops, something that I didn't think had a diversity tie, but, but they do. It's, it's such an underlying concept and such an underlying, uh, just, in, just an underlying topic that does affect the way um, I, I should be spending my dollars and putting them in into the right places. Yes, it's so important to vote with your dollar. That's an area I had to visit as well. And speaking of voting, guys, if you want change, you have to vote. You don't know the privilege you have to have the right to vote. I'm originally from China, so I can tell you how right. lucky we are to be able to have a voice. Even if you don't believe in the voting system anymore, and I share your frustration, but still, go exercise your rights. And I'm not just speaking about the presidential elections, and those are important, but the president is only one person. He, right. or Absolutely. maybe someday soon, she is the face of the country, just like a CEO. But he or she cannot and does not make all the decisions. I would argue it's even more important to vote during the midterm elections because who you elect into the House and the Senate will determine what laws get passed. I remember when I went to vote in the 2016 presidential elections, there was a huge line. But then when I went to vote during the midterm elections, there was one other person there voting. I was so freaking disappointed. And frankly, I was really angry that people were complaining about the state of the country, but no one wanted to come out and vote for it. I just, I did not understand. Anyway, speaking of posts, unfortunately, I have also seen the opposite, which is really disappointing. Hmm. Actually, I had this Facebook friend. She's actually, she's not really a friend. Um, we met briefly at an airport, uh, chatted, and she friended me on Facebook. Her and I have very different political views, like pretty polar opposites, I think. But I don't hold that against her. I mean, we all have our own beliefs and views. That's the beauty of being human, right? We all have a brain to decide for ourselves. So who am I to tell you you're wrong? Mm -hmm. And I knew from meeting her, she is a deeply caring person. But she was obviously raised in a different environment than me. And she also lives in a different environment than me. I mean, I'm in California. She's in Texas. And I think that says a lot right there. <laughs> but this weekend, after all the riots started, she started posting how if you destroy things, then you should all be shot. Very much echoing Trump's response. And then she posted an article about black-on-black -black violence. It just made me really upset, sad, and really disappointed. But I didn't comment. I thought about commenting, but I was so emotional. I just didn't want to become even more upset. Because like I, said, like I said earlier, I don't believe you can change someone's mind over Facebook. And I really didn't want to add fuel to the fire or get into a back and forth argument. But now I realize I'm 100% wrong for not commenting. I'm actually really disappointed in myself. That I think I can still comment and try to keep it as calm and understanding as I can. And maybe try to explain to her why it has come to this point. But still, I don't know. I will... I still think I would not have changed her mind. I mean, what would you do if you saw one of your friends posting something like that? Um, well, definitely, I feel that if um, 
especially if her post is public, I almost wonder, even if it's for like a certain amount of close friends, I wonder if she's wants to hear a response and if she wants to hear something different or be challenged because if you're putting it out there on and having it written you can't delete anything from the internet even if it is on your own private page people will find it either if people will screenshot it it's it, it's there to stay so i wonder if she is uh, subconscious that she wants to hear what what people are thinking and i don't know if you necessarily have to have like a public discussion but definitely a dm like a private message <laughs> um and, and she might be receptive to to hearing that and having that open discussion because um she if that's if that's true like you know if she says that she's not a bad person and um this is just a this is just a thought like it's definitely worth i think inviting a, com a deeper conversation about it. Um, and I know that Twitter recently, they started clamping down more on tweets and really not helping to control, I don't wanna say they're controlling free speech because it's not that, but they're really, they're protecting free speech. Um, they are protecting and preventing lies <laughs> that are out there on the internet. Uh, same thing with Facebook. I think Facebook is getting a bit tighter on that. I think that you'd know more about what they're doing internally, but in in terms of the tech companies and even GoFundMe, every everybody that has a public platform, there is a little bit more work being done. So that that is part that is part of the crusade against racism. Yeah, and Trump now wants to shut down Twitter now that they're fact-checking him. I mean, he signed an executive order targeting social media companies. I mean. Can he shut down Twitter? Are we going to end up like China with a government-run social media company? Uh, well, I think <laughs> I think that that's where I need to do some research and education on what the law actually says about free speech because I think that I have this fifth-grade viewpoint on what free speech actually is, what that amendment says, and what our constitution says about free speech. And so I think I really need to understand the law and like what it really means because if someone's able if a president or political activist is able to say that they can do something like that there must be something i don't know and we need to stop and prevent that from happening <laughs> because i feel that having legal loopholes to do something like that is that's not okay and we should be voting to to protect speech as much as possible so that's very very scary to know um, and I definitely need to do more research and, and understand like what that situation truly is. Um, and yeah, maybe, I don't know, like maybe someone else knows more about free speech. Maybe there's some lawyers out there. <laughs> um, what are the good resources to, to understand and to hear that? Because certainly um, even as a podcast, we recognize that we can't just say ev everything or anything that's on our minds. We, we have to back it up. We have to support. We, we do personally our own research. I mean, we can, we're just um, being irresponsible assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah to say everything you want that was to say everything that's on our mind yeah um but we're always you know we emphasize this, these are definitely our opinions um and we definitely we're really opening to hear yours and we want to learn and we want to invite those challenges so please please let us know what you think <laughs> yes please give us your feedback and join this conversation um so Yvonne what are our action items for this week um definitely continue to spread love continue to spread joy um love your neighbor and be able to like really support um, in the ways that you uh, where you're being called to 
Um, and we just really want to thank everyone out there that's an essential worker and healthcare workers um, really during this crisis, whether you're in operations, whether in your production or delivering food to people that, that really need it. This is, this is how we, this is part of that change and being able to put your services in places that um, do make a difference. So you guys all matter. And this is, this is just only the beginning. So continue to spread that. Yes, we as a society will not be able to function without the essential workers. So thank you so much for everyone out there putting your own health and safety on the line. We really appreciate each and every one of you. And I also want to just end this podcast on a positive note. I read this quote by Archbishop Desmond Tutu from the Book of Joy. Um, it really spoke to me. He said, nothing beautiful in the end comes without a measure of some pain, some frustration, some suffering. This is the nature of things. This is how our universe has been made up. Guys, we are in the middle of the pain, the frustration, the suffering. But I know deep in my heart, it will all be worth it because something beautiful will come out of it. I know one day in the future, they will look back and say, I can't believe in 2020, they were still judging people by the color of their skin. That I can't believe people are still getting killed for no good reason in 2020 just for the color of their skin. That is the day that I cannot wait for. That is the day we should all be fighting for. So do not give up the fight. With the news these days, it seems like one day is this, next day is that. I mean, like, honestly, who still even remembers about the killer hornets, right? <laughs> but we cannot move on from this. This is too important. We have to keep this flame going. This race issue has lasted way too long. We cannot continue to accept this in this day and age. We just cannot. Okay, guys, we're wrapping up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is our first episode, so it probably wasn't our best. We will hopefully get better. Please give us feedback and join the conversation. You can find us on Instagram at lost and refound. That's lost dot and dot refound. If you wish to remain anonymous, you can DM us or email us at lost and refound podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, so thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening.